Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do The Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by Yoast SEO, where you can unlock some fantastic tools and features for the SEO of your client's Woo shop. And learn Dash Cloud, the perfect resource for builders who are looking for a powerful online course solution for new and existing clients. I'll tell you more about our pod friends later in the show, but let's get started as Robbie takes on a post-Black Friday chat with three product makers, Katie Keith, Leslie Sim, and Mark Westgard. We learned what worked and what didn't for this Black Friday, and also touched on some other interesting points of sales, such as LTDs, timelines for the sales, and more. Plus, we get to hear why one of our guests chose not to do a Black Friday sale. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Do The Woo. I'm Robbie Adair, your host. <clears throat> and today I've got three great guests that we're going to introduce in just a moment. But first, let me just tell you what we're going to dive into today. We're going to talk about Black Friday sales, doing them, not doing them. We're also going to talk about uh, Cyber Monday and Thanksgiving. These are all things that have affected all of us this uh, month. And so first of all, let me introduce these guests before we dive down that rabbit hole. Uh, I've got Leslie Sim from Newsletter Glue. Leslie, tell us a little bit about yourself. And also just tell me yes or no, did you run a special on the Black Friday? Excuse me. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so I am Leslie. I'm co-founder of plugin called Newsletter Glue. We are a newsletter public. We, we turn WordPress into a newsletter publishing system, I should say. So you can connect your email service providers like MailChimp, ActiveCampaign to WordPress and use us to build and send your um, email newsletters. So that's what we do. And the answer to your question is no, we did not run any Black Friday or Cyber Monday sales. All right. Leslie's our wild child, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. So we also have Mark Westgard. And Mark, tell us, he's from WS Form. Uh, if any of you have never seen WS Form, you should check it out. It's awesome. So Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself, and did you run a special? Hey, uh, Robbie. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm the founder of WS Form. We're a WordPress form plugin. Um, and yes, we did. So we, we ran Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and we didn't run it for the whole month, but we, you know, ran it around that period. So ready to talk about that. Awesome. Awesome. Great. And then we also have Katie Key, Born to Plugin. So Katie, tell us a little bit about yourself as well as did you guys run a special? Uh, hi, I'm Katie at Barn2. Um, we do WordPress and particularly WooCommerce plugins. And yes, we did a sale this year. Um, we have done every year since 2018. We started the Monday before Black Friday and ran ran it for uh, eight days, basically. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Good. Well, and that kind of goes into one of the first questions I was going to ask you guys is how long did you run these specials and what was what made that decision for you? Because we did see out there this year, some people who just did literally just did Black Friday, which is kind of the more, I'll call that the more traditional approach, or they just did Cyber Monday. But we also, I think to alleviate traffic is what a lot of these people decided was, I'm going to run this special longer. I'm going to run it for a week, or I'm going to run it for the entire month of November. So Leslie, we know did not run one, which we'll come back around to. But since you guys did, and Katie, you've already said you did it for eight days. Let's uh, talk with you first about why eight days? Uh, why not the whole month? Why not just those days? 
Well, for us, Black Friday is very much about experimenting and trying different things each year and, and then getting the data to see and learn from the following year. So we've started off in maybe 2018, our first sale, doing just the Friday to Monday. So it's like four day sale. And then we experimented with the Monday to Monday. And then last year in 2021, we started a full week before Black Friday. So it's like a week and a half sale, effectively. And those first three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we we tracked about $3,000 worth of extra sales that we wouldn't have expected, but it wasn't hugely significant compared to the increase elsewhere in the sale. So we brought it back to a bit shorter this year. But I would be interested to try the whole month of November because there is a drop off in sales for basically the whole of November because people are waiting, aren't they? So if they can see you're already doing the sale, I don't know whether that would get you more revenue overall or at least um, bring it earlier so they're less likely to go to a competitor. It would be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. And Mark, so did you guys run it just the Friday to Monday or what did you do? We promoted it as November 24th to 30th. So uh, I think that's a day or so before and then we, we ran it until just after Cyber Monday. And I've noticed more and more that particularly in the retail sector, they're just doing the whole, you know, Black Friday, November. Um, I think because of the lull they get, the you know people are like there's like this huge deep breath in until Black Friday where people don't buy anything. And to Katie's point, that's interesting because I noticed that some of my competitors were running before me, and I was like, mm, are they are they grabbing sales before us? Kind of thing, you know. It's uh, it, it's it's like a big complicated puzzle, isn't it? As, as to when you start it, when you finish it, what are you offering, and everything else? Because everybody's doing different stuff. One of the things that we did this year that was different is we also promoted on a bunch of different websites that were promoting Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals, which I hadn't done before. I need to look into those stats to see, you know, what, whether whether we had sales from that. Um, but uh, we. We we definitely had a big increase in sales this year on Black Friday. Um, I don't know whether it was noise or whether it was just you know generally the the, the plugin getting bigger, bigger and bigger each year. But our, our sales compared to last November was seventy five percent up. Awesome. So I, I just you know haven't had a chance to study all the stats on that to see where that came from or if I could even do that because Google Analytics just sucks nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, well, we are talking to you guys like right after. I'll call you're in the hangover phase right now, probably. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't give you a lot of time to get your information together. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we did see. I mean, just in general, if you look at the metrics that are out there, and they're different. If you look at Adobe's metrics or Nielsen IQ, or if you look at uh, Salesforce, all these people put out information. I mean, everybody's trying to, you know, kind of come close to what was being really done on the web this year. Um, and it was amazing because last year, I don't know if you guys remember, but we actually saw a decrease. Like 2020 was better than 2021 Black Friday specials. Um, but this year we saw an increase a- across the board, by the way, this was in store and it was online, but online we were seeing uh, over 9 billion on Friday and over 11 billion on Cyber Monday. I mean, these are big numbers and that's anywhere from a two to five to 
look, depending on who you look at, it's a two to 5% increase from last year. So that's a big increase. As well as we even saw an increase, I think it was a 5% increase on Thanksgiving Day itself, which was over 5 billion on Thanksgiving Day. Now, and I know you guys don't have all your metrics yet, but with this being said, one of the biggest things they said that there was an increase this year was mobile purchases. Hmm. Um, So was this something that you guys took into account when you were getting ready for these sales was getting, making sure that you were available on mobile, easily purchasable on mobile devices. My product is predominantly desktop because it's developers building forms. So we are obviously, you know, we're mobile compatible and everything like that on our website, Mm -hmm. but I don't really check our mobile stats that much. I mean, honestly, probably 80, 90% of our traffic is desktop. So for us, it wasn't a, a big factor. Okay. All right, Katie. Yeah, same. Um, whenever I've looked at the past, in the past, it's a tiny proportion. So we make we test on mobile always. We check we're fully responsive, mobile friendly, meet the best practices. But it's never been a priority, and it seems unusual that people buy a plugin specifically uh, on a mobile. I think. Yeah, I do think I, I think you guys are both right that I think that a lot of what those numbers were were the traditional I'm buying some, you know, a sweater, I'm buying some boots. I'm sitting with my family at Thanksgiving and pretending like I'm listening, but I'm really buying myself a sweater. <laughs> that kind of uh purchase. Yeah, it's retail, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, I was just looking at my stats really, really quickly and I don't have a single mobile purchase in November. Wow. And like I'm I'm a lot smaller than than you guys, but um, yeah, worth mentioning, I guess. Yeah, it's makes like 50-50 sense. 50-50 split between desktop and laptop. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, and so, Leslie, we know you did not participate in the sale. Was that a, oh my gosh, I just don't have time to do this? Or was this a real conscious, I don't want to participate in Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Um, I guess it's a combination of both. So in previous years, it was always kind of like the week before I get FOMO. You know, I see friends posting their Black Friday stuff and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I might as well do something. You know, it doesn't hurt to just throw something up. And then, so I always kind of like um, half-ass it and it never really goes well because I've half-assed it. Mm-hmm. And so this year I thought, you know, I'm just not going to do it. And I don't think, you know, I, I don't think there was any different between difference between this year and like previous years really. Like maybe, you know, um, a few more sales, but not significant. And the other thing also is when we do get sales from Black Friday, those people tend to either like not activate and then churn shortly after or like just you know not activate at all. Because it's like kind of obvious that they've just like impulsively bought something and not aren't that like committed to it. Um our plugin like involves you having to change the way you write newsletters. Like you know instead of logging on to MailChimp you have to log on to WordPress now and um you know if people aren't kind of wanting to make that change then it's not like you know a t-shirt or something you get it and you just wear it at some point so yeah i've actually found that the hassle that that it comes with is not necessarily worth doing it i guess yeah, interesting. And I think we can we probably all have been guilty of buying a a plugin or a software that we're just like, such a great deal. And I know I'm probably going to do that. Like, I'm going to buy this podcasting software because I just know I'm going to become the next best podcaster out there. <laughs> and then you buy it and it sits there. And you never do anything with it. So yes, Leslie, I do think that that uh, when you have something like what you're saying is is a disruptor in their normal routine, that they really do have to be committed to using that. So yeah, interesting. You know, we also at OS Training, we did not run a Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We almost always do. But last year, we really had 
terrible results from it. Now it was everybody was down in Black Friday and Cyber Monday last year, um, and so this year we decided we were going to try something different, not doing it, and we're going to offer a sale after the fact. And so, um, so I think that uh, there were some other people we saw because I was actually looking for some Black Friday sales on uh, some sites, and they weren't running them. So I think that Leslie, you and I, and we're not alone in not doing Black Friday Cyber Monday this year. So th- I think that is interesting. And now, although when I see the increase in sales. I think, oh, did I make a mistake? I don't know. <laughs> so maybe next year I will go back to that. Um, so let's talk about marketing for these uh, sales, though. And and Leslie, we'll just go with past experience for you since you didn't do it this year myself. I did see that most people out there marketing the or went on the in- analytics, I should say, that they said that 43% of people got their Black Friday sales as direct traffic, which I think is interesting. 43% was direct, about 40 was um, online ads, and about 38 were newsletters that they sent out. Uh, Katie, we'll start with you. What what all paths did you guys use for advertising your sale? Yeah, we've always found that it's generally our own efforts that get us sales during Black Friday, and we found the same this year. Annoyingly, so far I've done my stats in numbers rather than percentages, which isn't much use, but the biggest um, referrer was Google Organic. Next was our own email marketing. Then you've got direct traffic, so that's fitting quite closely with what you're saying our own blog, our own abandoned cart emails. And then after that, it's very minimal. Um, We always submit to roundups. Obviously, every site going um, publishes a 100 best WordPress Black Friday deals article. And we do submit to them. But we have known for years that does not generate sales or even clicks. I don't know what I don't even know if anybody reads these articles, but I don't think that's how they're shopping for deals. And um, we did actually track one this year, which was from Codable. Um, and that's the first one in three or four years I've tracked, actually. But it's good for SEO, I think, even though there's loads of links on the page. I feel it's there's an opportunity in there somewhere, but it's not for sales. Mm-hmm. And you didn't mention social media, but or when you were saying blog and such, were you including social media in that? Well, the we did track sales from social media, but they were lower than all the sources I just mentioned. But we had a, a couple of sales from YouTube, uh, Facebook, nothing from Twitter. Um, I did a video on YouTube, which we shared on social of myself talking about the sale, which we haven't tried before. Um, and um, so we've had a couple of sales that way, but not loads. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, I definitely do think you're right about those articles because they're extremely long. I hit a couple of those articles looking to see who they were mentioning for them, and they're so long. You, I mean, I maybe made it a quarter of the way through, but my thought was exactly what you said. I think that this is probably helping with the organic searches out there for everyone. So, Mark, what what all did you do this year? Pretty much the same stuff. So we we did. Uh, we we do do some email communications. I mainly do that to people that have signed up for our newsletter or a demo, uh, and I exclude customers from that list because I'm not a fan of sending customers about a Black Friday deal. Uh, they've already paid for the product, and they might be like, mm, "Well, you know." One one of the things we did this year, just as a side note, I was a lot stricter on not doing amendments to past transactions. 
Uh, I did a lot of that last year and got into a right old mess with easy digital downloads because it doesn't like doing that kind of stuff. So I was a lot stricter on the parameters around the the offer and made sure that, you know, someone came to us and said, you know, I'd love to be able to do it, but every time I do it, it costs me money in credit card refunds and all kinds of stuff. So we were a lot stricter on that this year. So yeah, we did social media, uh, a lot of stuff through. I I have a lot of influencers that... um, just love our product and talk about it on groups. And if I can get them to talk about it, it's a lot more effective than me going and spanning a Facebook group about it. So fortunate to have that network and we went through those people and and got them to talk about it. We don't do any paid online advertising in terms of Google AdWords or anything like that. We steer clear of that 100% anyway. The only thing I did pay for this year was a slot on WP Builds. Um, Nathan did a great job of talking about that quite a bit. Um, and it just got us to the top of the list in case anybody did see that. Uh, WP Weekly we did. Um, I think that was it. We only did a couple just to try them, just just, just to see how it, how it went. And then, yeah, it was just you know a, a, a basic social media post. But it really didn't do a huge amount of shouting about it. But definitely, you know, a big spike on Black Friday in, in terms of sales. Um, so it, it seemed like people were waiting for that day to, to go in and, and actually buy it. Um, you know, by the time I had woken up, we had a big, big spike in sales on that day. So um, I, I obviously need to go through that data and work out where that came from if I can. I'm terrible at doing that kind of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not a marketer, I'm a developer. <laughs> uh, I will say, Mark, I saw WS Forms out there. I saw it, maybe it was WP Build that I saw it on, but I, there were a couple of places that I saw you and I wonder, I was like, I was like, oh, I bet he's ramping up for Black Friday here. So, so I do think that, that some of that worked for you, Mark, because I saw it out there. So yeah, I hope so. Now, uh, Leslie, we know you didn't do it this year but you have in the past or just in sales in general how do you market and wait we're waiting for her to say well the best way is a newsletter (laughs) (laughs) no go ahead leslie i mean incidentally i I really do think that um that you know like um especially like email marketing right so like if you have you know gotten a whole bunch of subscribers that are warm they know you and you um have been writing to them regularly, you know, every week, every month or whatever it is, then, you know, especially if you've also been sending product updates and kind of like hyping up your product, you know, subtly, not too much, um, then by the time Black Friday rolls around, you're definitely going to be able to um, convert a bunch of subscribers into customers. Um, So yeah, I incidentally do think that. Historically, you know, aside from email newsletters, we've done pretty much the same things that uh, Katie and Mark have done you know, um, WP Weekly, WP Builds, um, you know, Post Status, uh, Black Friday List, um, all, all of the things, I guess, we've done before. And I, I'm, I bet, like, Mark, like, I can't remember, you know, where where the conversions came from. I try, I try to be good about, like, you know, putting discount codes and stuff and um, doing referral links and all of that. But... Uh, they don't they're not it's not always clean it's quite hard to to know you know where things actually come from yeah so I can't really say like which ones really made the difference for us yeah and it's again like they it's it hasn't been very many either so yeah just just like for us I think not really worth it the other thing that I wanted to mention also is um, I think the customer type matters a lot um, when it comes to Black Friday sales so 
And Robbie, I know you didn't ask me this question, but I'm going to take us on a little tangent. So a couple last week, two weeks ago, I, you know, just for fun, um, did a quick poll on Twitter and asked if you're buying uh, WordPress plugins for your company, um, do you wait till Black Friday um, when it's, you know, possible? Or do you just buy it when you need it slash when budget is approved? And as uh, well, seven, you know, very, very scientific Twitter poll, but you know, for what it's worth, um, 73% said um, that they just buy it when they need it and slash have the budget for it. Um, and I think that kind of tracks with my experience with our customers as well, because our customers tend to be more B2B, like businesses and agencies. And, you know, they just buy it when, when they need it, right? Um, if they have a new set to get out the door, they're, they're not going to wait a month or two months for Black Friday to come by. And like those tend to be our best customers as well. So um, historically, the you know the types that have a newsletter on Substack and they're just like playing around with WordPress because they also are familiar with WordPress. Like those types of customers tend to not be great for us just because they are, um, you know, like I I find it incredibly difficult to stay consistent with my personal newsletter and I kind of like stopped that um, like two years ago. Um, so like I can totally imagine why somebody who is you know messing around with our plugin on WordPress and, you know, moving from Substack um, also has the same difficulty. And yeah, so, you know, given all of that, th that was also like, I guess like what I'm trying to get at is like part of the reason why we didn't run um, a Black Friday was just because our best customers, you know, don't follow that sales journey anyway. Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. It's really simple. When it comes to your WooCommerce clients or yourself, SEO is one of the strategic points in helping to increase visibility in search results. And what better way to understand those strategic skills than taking the e-commerce SEO training from Yoast? Whether it's for your clients or your own shop, you start with defining your mission statement using structured data so your products will stand out. The course is not full of fluff or unreachable expectations. It gives you actionable steps along the way. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, check out Yoast.com and search for their e-commerce SEO training. If you're looking to build online courses into your next client project, or even your own site, LearnDash is a perfect way to go. But LearnDash is more than that. It's now a resource for you as a site builder. LearnDash Cloud gives course creators an easier way to build online courses. The annual subscription includes hosting, domain name, automatic updates, and the full functionality of LearnDash. As a Woo developer or site builder, this gives you a powerful resource to recommend to both new and existing clients when you want to keep your focus on WooCommerce and building out shops. Just send that DIYer course creator to LearnDash.com to find out more about their cloud services. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends. And now let's get back to the show. Well, and, and that's interesting that you brought that up, Leslie, because yes, so I also have an agency and do I wait for like Friday to buy the tools that we need? Absolutely not. I can't, but I will say this is what I do do. And I actually bought one this uh, Black Friday. As a matter of fact, I do look for when 
I say it when some of these people lose their heads and they offer a lifetime deal on a plugin or, you know, a tool, when they offer those, I will buy those. Even if I just bought it last month at the regular price for whatever it was, but if they offer a lifetime, I do try to snag those up with my agency. So I would say that's the only exception to do I do it just on a Black Friday. I do look for those specials out there because they've, you know, over the years, then we accumulate a nice little package of tools that we already had bought and that we already knew we used, but then we just didn't have to keep renewing every year. Hmm. One of the things I find with offering i mean it's usually when we kind of hit that 30 percent off which we don't do very often we we genuinely only do it on black friday cyber monday and occasionally for a wordcamp event and this is probably why wordcamp eu went pretty well for us this year was it it changes your product from being a buy it when you need it <clears throat> to almost being an impulse buy people will just snap it up at that price. And that's one of the things I found when we did uh, WordCamp in Porto this year, I did a 30% off, which is the first time I've done that around the event. We just had people just buying it. And, and I, I felt like it was, you know, if I hadn't offered, hadn't offered that 30% off, they probably wouldn't have bought it. So it does, it does change the dynamic in terms of how people are buying your product by offering that, you know, ridiculous discount on your product. Um, you know, it would be, I, I was looking at my figures last night and thinking, God, if I'd have had the number of sales I had over Black Friday at a non-discounted price, I would have had a very good Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure a lot of those were because of that, that discount in price. So, um, can't prove that, but it did, that's just kind of the feeling that, that I get. So I do think that offering those discounts changes the, the sales dynamic. It is an interesting difference in dynamic. In June this year, we ran a lifetime sale on a Facebook group for a lifetime tech um, deals, basically. And that was the only month we've done better than this month, than November, uh, the Black Friday month. And it was really interesting because it's a very kind of supportive, engaged community. And uh, I learned a lot from the people that were buying because their motivations were completely different to our typical customer. So our typical customer is searching for a particular solution, like how do I create a document library? How do I do something in WooCommerce? And then they find us on Google. They are looking for a solution. But with this lifetime deal, I learned about people that are just browsing plugins. They kind of, they want to buy something, they want a good deal. And that comes first before the product. And it would be interesting to see how engaged that group is compared to the people that had a problem they wanted your product to solve. So I wonder, with lifetime retention doesn't matter. We hope they use it, but there's no renewal issue. But with the Black Friday ones, I wonder if they are, uh, I, we have tracked fewer renewals from previous Black Friday uh, purchases. So that might be because they're less interested in the products. It's interesting you say that about like, because I've, I've always been very firm on not doing a lifetime deal. Mm, we always had to. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because it's almost like there's like this lifetime deal club mm. and these people just go out and collect lifetime deals and they've just got this pool of... They're addicted to them. Yeah. And, and I was on a um, a different, it was like a, a webinar thing that I was uh, invited on, um, on Black Friday, actually, for an hour just to talk about the product. And it was it was great. We, we got, uh, that was actually very worthwhile doing because there were sales coming in as we were talking about the product. Um, but in the chat log, it was just, 
LT- we want an LTD. Can we have an LTD? <laughs> There's like 20 requests for a lot. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, am I losing out here? But I, I don't know. I've just been very firm on making sure that the business, every customer is, a, is an annual recurring. I just haven't hit that big red button yet to, to do that and take take that leap. Um, you know, it's it's just, uh, for me, it's just, you know, do do I want to, do, do I annoy other customers by offering that or, you know, it's uh, how, how do I go about doing that kind of thing? But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that. Just, you know, do those people just buy it and potentially not even use it for two, three years, in which case is the argument around lifetime deals and having to support them for the rest of their lives valid, you know? Yeah, I've never seen any evidence that lifetime customers are more demanding. They don't come back for support over and over again or anything. And unless they have a support need, it's not actually costing us anything to support them and to provide the software to them because that's all automated, of course, and we're going to update the products, the plugins anyway. Yeah, we find the same. A um, vast majority of our customers, probably just because you know we've all worked hard on documentation and stuff for the customers and tutorials and stuff we don't hear from them they just kind of get on with it um and there's there's a few that intensely use the product for a lot of things so we tend to help them out more but on, on the whole it's um it's manageable so yeah when i bought os training three and a half years ago they had had some lifetime sales in the past and so uh you know and we were buying assets really and so we could have said well we're not gonna we're not going to support that. We're not going to, because we're not going to offer it. So we don't have to support it. But we were like, no, let's go ahead. I mean, these people paid for it. So I feel like let's just pull them in too. And uh, so we watched them though over the time. <clears throat> and the majority of them are not very active, but there are still some. I mean, they bought that lifetime deal and I see them logging in, you know, every few months they're, they're logging in to watch a new class or something. So um, I do think that, that you're right. A lot of the lifetime people, kind of buy it because they got spun up in the moment and they're like, "Woo, this is a great deal. I'll never have to pay for this again. And then they even forget they have it. I actually, sometimes every blue moon, we get a message from someone in our support tickets. It's like, uh, I bought a lifetime deal like <laughs> sometime in the past, but I don't remember my login or anything. We're like, okay, let us help you get in. So, um, so people do like to buy them. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. They do like to buy them. Um, and they will, some, some people are really good about remembering to use them, but I think the majority are not. Um, but I think that that may be true with just a buying it for the year as well, that a lot of people buy tools. Maybe they're just buying it to see if it's going to work and it doesn't work out for them. And so they're just abandon it, you know, or they buy it thinking I'm going to get to that. And we're so busy. We just don't get to it. So let's talk about, and we're kind of a skewed audience is what I'm going to say in here, talking about Black Friday and Cyber Monday, as Leslie pointed out, we have very direct customers. You know, these are, uh, they buy, they're buying plugins or, or software or extensions or whatever. This is a very niche market, what we're talking about. This is not, I'm buying that sweater or some new boots for the winter, um, so we don't have quite the traffic level that a traditional retailer would have. Um, but do you ever worry or do you ever have problems with traffic levels hitting your website on such a pointed, like these few days we're doing this special? And do you see a traffic increase, number one? We hope you do. And two, though, have you had any issues with that? And have you ever had to like, oh, I need to get prepared, you know, to to be able to, uh, you know, use cloud servers and expand out? What do you find with your traffic levels? Katie, we'll start with you. 
Um, we use uh, Kinster, so it's fully managed and everything, and we've never, ever had any issues because of a spike. Um, we learned long ago that we want to focus on our products and our customers and marketing and not hosting of our website. Uh, so we don't do anything ourselves in terms of servers and maintenance, and it scales up as we need, which is great. Awesome. I also use Kinsta and and then some of our clients are, uh, we're using Cloudways with them and, and both of those do allow us to scale. And so we didn't have any problems either ourselves or with our clients through our agency. So we were very fortunate of that. Mark, what about yourself? Uh, yeah, we um, we host with Nexus and they're again, self-managed. So uh, if we have any spikes in traffic, it just kind of grows with it. So that's peace of mind. Didn't even really think about that. Uh, in, in terms of, you know, did we see an increase in traffic. Absolutely, we see an increase in traffic every year. This is our, our biggest month. In terms of revenue, it's easily double what we usually do each month. And compared to last year, it, it, we we have we actually saw an increase uh, year on year, but that's probably because we were a bit newer. You know, we really had only been selling the product for about three years, so we're only starting to get some data. But we've definitely had an increase each year, and this year sales were up 75% on the previous November. So we're pleased with that, you know, and I think that's just, it's not anything that we've done with the product. It's just general awareness around the product, which takes a lot of time in the WordPress community. There's there's no, uh, you know, I always say this, but there's no single place in WordPress where you can shout about your product. Um, it's a lot of little pots. Um, I think that's what makes Black Friday quite difficult to to run up to because you've got to work with this company and get your stuff posted on there then another company and you've got to set up your webinars and everything else that you're doing there's there's a lot around it and there's a lot of hype around it but i think it's it's a time of year where people are are, are a lot more focused on buying something um and those wordpress people are looking out there for those deals and the best products um so for us it's it's an important time of year um and if you if you look at our sales graph, that Black Friday spike is pretty crazy compared to the rest of, of, of the month. Now, I'd, I don't know whether that's people pausing and waiting for that day, you know, and this is where Leslie may have a good point. <laughs> do, do you just, just not do it and just keep it flat? Um, but we don't really see much of a slump before. It's it's fairly normal. And then there's that, that spike when everyone goes crazy on that Black Friday day. So... Uh, and we also, you know, you were talking about Thanksgiving um, Day. We we definitely saw an increase there as well. So well, they should be with their family eating their turkey, but they're, they're not. They're sneaking off and buying plugins. Yeah, maybe it's not the <laughs> Americans that are buying. The Europeans are excited <laughs> yeah. shopping. True. Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's true. And Leslie, what about for you guys? Do you guys see an uh, increase in traffic? We even, even though you weren't running a special, did you see an increase in traffic, I should say? Um. Yeah, as everyone's been talking, I just went and had a look and we did not. So it was oh. kind of, yeah, exactly normal as it would be. So yeah, but in any case, um, since we're talking about hosting and stuff like that, um, we, we're actually using, well, we're on Cloudways, but we use Cloudflare as well on top of Cloudways. And so I'm also not really worried about any spikes if they were to happen. Awesome. I'm surprised you didn't have an increase. Did you have any increase in sales? Because I thought that that would happen without even doing any discounts. Okay, so weirdly, we had an increase in sales like early in November. And I wasn't sure where that came from, um, but not around Black Friday. Interesting. We did see a slight, slight 
increase. But again, we didn't run a special this year like we normally do. Um, so we didn't see the increase that we normally do. Leslie, do you think that you'll do the same thing next year? Or do you think that you'll go back into the Black Friday madness? It's hard to say. So we're actually niching down slightly and focusing on larger publishers and newsrooms. Mm -hmm. And so if we successfully do that, then it's unlikely we'll run a Black Friday because like most of those types of customers require like multiple sales calls and all of that. Right. Kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it, it remains to be seen, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I quite liked not having to worry about Black Friday. All everyone yeah. was scurrying around. I was like, doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The more niche you are though, Leslie, to your point of that, the least likely you are to run a Black Friday special or any special at all, really, quite honestly. You might do some uh, occasional ones, but you won't do consistent sales. And you it means discounts, I should say, not just sales, uh, discounts off your sales. If you're very, very niche, one, you don't typically have a smaller base. And so it doesn't make sense. And the bigger and bigger and bigger your base of the more, the less niche you are, that you're selling sweaters and boots or whatever, uh, the more sales you tend to offer because you have a very broad base it's quantity right so i have a, a question for katie if i may mm -hmm. um i know katie you do a lot of work uh woocommerce uh plugins yeah um we have a woocommerce extension and um, we don't sell a whole lot of it but it's been a great sales channel for us and um i i noticed this year that our number of WooCommerce sales that we, I mean, so essentially we have, we have a WooCommerce extension for WS form. And if they buy the extension, they have to buy WS form because uh, they, the, the two gel together. So um, I know that WooCommerce do a special offer, a Black Friday deal on, on their website. Um, but I didn't see um, an increase in my WooCommerce sales. So I just wondered if uh, you saw any differences this year. No, it's, it, the increase seemed to be across the board. So whatever is our best-selling plugin continued to be, but at a higher rate. But overall, um, I'd say it's really interesting if people that didn't do a sale didn't see an increase because we always see about 100% increase compared to mm -hmm. an equivalent period the previous month, for example. That's how I tend to compare it. Um, and we had that for all, for our WooCommerce plugins, just as our non-WooCommerce plugins. It was a 109% increase this year compared to a similar period. But the thing I'm really interested in is average order value because it goes up when you run a discount. It's really weird. Mm, and yes. it's because when people are getting a deal, they actually spend more per customer because they go for like lifetime deals, more sites, bundles, that kind of thing. So actually, so our average order value before the sale was um, uh, like $111, and then it went up to 114 which isn't huge. <laughs> but given that mm. the number of customers went up, that's how we had that 118% increase overall. So um, I think that's useful to know because this year we actually did 50%. We normally do 30 and we still had mm -hmm. an increase in average order value. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's it's quite significantly higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have um, so we we have three versions of our product. We have the the personal, the freelance, and the agency. The agency being the all inclusive, and we sold so many agency licenses over that period. It was it was it just turned on its head. So usually we sell majority just personal licenses, and then during this period, uh, I would say easily eighty percent of our sales were the agency license. 
I guess just because it just became more affordable and it's just there's so much value in there because you get so many add-ons with it. But Interesting you said that, Mark, because with my agency, like I said, I looked for those deals that were agency or lifetime, those kind of deals I did look for. A lot of times our customers, we have them purchase their own or we set up accounts that they they're, are purchasing through. But we, we can get a deal where, oh, we can get a thousand licenses for X for an agency deal. We'll do that. And then, and then we supply those to our clients. Um, so I think it, that... Agencies do look at at those times, not, you know, just to see it's the tools we already know and we use with our clients that we look at. I don't think it's just like all of a sudden we're like, oh, well, I never thought about using that. I'll grab that. I don't think it's that. I think it's that we're looking for the tools that we use to find a great deal so that we can have we can make more return on our money, too, when we're selling licenses to clients or, or just providing services to them. So I do think that's interesting. And and then so for the, the last thing that I, I want to ask you guys and, and uh, Mark kind of talked about this when he was talking about uh, he used to give people like you were start running a sale and someone's like, I bought yesterday at your normal price. And you're like, oh, OK, I'll give you a discount or I'll give you the same deal or whatever. Katie, do you guys see that where once you start the sale, you you, you get some pushback from cl- customers that had just recently bought. Absolutely. Yeah. And if they're in the refund period of 30 days, we will always honor that and do the part refund. We also messed around a bit with prices um, as an experiment this year. We did 25% for a few days and then we increased it to 50% on Black Friday. And we were well aware and I had brief the support team beforehand if anybody complained that that's not okay um then just refund the difference um you know it's it would be i would be frustrated as a customer and i see the other side mm-hmm. absolutely mark so what how did you change you said you made a change this year about how you do those just a little bit firmer really because we you know um uh, same as katie so if, if they're within that 14 day period that we have for, for refunds then absolutely we, we we honor it but you know sometimes we get people that have bought it back in july and they're like can we get the black friday discount and uh, by that time you know as well as paying our credit card fees on the initial transaction you then got to do a refund and it's just the time and effort to do that and and easy digital downloads that we use as our platform can be a little bit frustrating um, we have a lot of people that uh, maybe buy let's just say they bought it in july and then they want to extend their license for a year by buying it in november uh, easy digital downloads doesn't let you do that it will restart the subscription from the date that they purchase it again which then means admin for us to then adjust all the dates and everything else um and um so yeah we we advise customers about that i said look if, if i could do it i would absolutely love to be able to honor that but it's just a logistics thing with with the plugin that we use for selling but yeah I, you know we absolutely we we honor the discount if people within that period and, and try to be fair with everybody that we can there's just a few exceptions so and at this time we you know rather than trying to get into a big communication with customers about these things we just had like a copy and paste response that said look here's the terms of the deal um, if you within this period, we'll do it. Um, if you want to renew your plugin and maybe you're five days around your renewal date, I would recommend using the Black Friday deal to get the year discounted. So we definitely encourage people to renew at that rate if we could. Cool. And Leslie, when you do sales, do you get pushback like that? Uh, yeah, we always get pushback. <laughs> um, and we basically, I, I just, I just give it to them. I mean, it's easier than arguing. I think like very, very rarely if someone's particularly rude about it or something, I might say no. But I think like <laughs> over the years, it's like 
maybe twice or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Not much. We have to, but we've always done exactly what Katie and Mark said. We, we do it. It's, if you're in your refund time period, then yes, we'll do it. Um, I, I do sometimes we run specials just for non-members. Sometimes we run specials for members. Do you guys ever split your specials that way too, where you're offering something to current customers and that it's not offered to the public? We don't. Um, okay. Yeah, our, our, our coupons. Again, this kind of comes down to the software we're using. We we tend to keep the uh, the coupons first year only. Um, you know, as an incentive to to buy the product, and then it renews at the at the full rate, which is not not unusual. Yeah, well, one of the things that we don't do, we don't do like a, a, a you know without a coupon, we don't discount the product for the first year and then full rate of the next year. I see that with some companies, and they're a little bit. You know, un- under the radar with that, they keep it very small print that it's going to renew at a higher rate. But the coupons, we you know, we say coupons first year and then full rate afterwards. We do sales both ways. Sometimes we say this is an ongoing. As long as you don't cancel, as long as you keep renewing, you will keep that price. And we literally have some people that are on the, the low rate from you know five years ago or six years ago because we did that. Um, every now and then, though, if we have a really really deep sale then it's just for first year and then the, it's regular price going forward. So I think it does depend on the amount that we're doing. So, all right. So let's, let's uh, wrap this up with one single question. And that is, uh, are you going to run a Christmas New Year's special, Katie? Um, I hadn't planned to. It's People don't expect it quite as much as Black Friday, but it might be something to consider. The world is going that way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mark? Uh, it's interesting. I... I've actually, you know, I've been looking at other people and how they've been doing stuff. We've always kept the website quite clean. It's like you come in, here's the price. There's no like countdown or twenty percent off for the next five minutes stuff. So it's not true. <laughs> uh, we've tried to be quite honest with that. Um, but my wife said to me this year, she's like, "Why don't you just constantly run an offer? You know, should there be a banner there that just offers ten percent off with some some type of coupon?" So um i may i may consider doing something for christmas i've never done that before but i, I may consider that this year all right leslie uh nope <laughs> same, same reason is why we didn't run a black friday deal yeah awesome well we do we typically do we we typically do a christmas or a new year's one or the one or the other we like to do the new year's just because we're training and so we typically that's when people start thinking about i'm gonna have my new year's goals and i'm gonna learn this and i'm gonna do this and so it kind of pairs nicely with the time of year for us to do a, a special at that point so Anyway, well, thank you all so much uh, for coming on and, and sharing your your knowledge and your your results from from either running a, a special or not running a special. It was really actually interesting, Leslie, to hear your results of not running one as well, hearing your traffic levels and sales levels and things like that. It's great. So thank you all. And uh, really quickly, tell us where people can uh, learn more about you or your company, Katie. Um, the best place to find us is our website, barn2.com. So that's barn and the number two.com. Perfect. Well, Mark? Uh, WSform.com. All right. That's easy. And Leslie? Newslettergoo.com. You guys have really easy domains. This is fantastic. <laughs> no, Everybody can find you. All right. Great. Thank you so much again for being on here. We appreciate it. And for those of you listening, catch the next Do the Woo. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends. To ensure both you or your client's products stand out and compete in the search results, Yoast SEO has you covered at Yoast.com. 
And remember to send your clients to LearnDash.com for their powerful cloud services when you need to recommend an all-in-one learning management system solution. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your own builder community. And until the next time, keep on doing the woo.